And welcome to the Citrus Gridiron, your home for Central Florida high school football. Citrus Gridiron, welcome back. We just watched a crazy round one of playoffs. I mean... And it was a wet one, too. Yeah, holy smoke. So we actually traveled over to Lake Mary to watch Lake Mary take on the Haggerty Huskies. Um, it was pouring, the, probably the thickest rain I've ever been in, just a, a downpour. Torrential downpour. I mean, unbelievable. It was freezing, windy, raining. I mean, uh, Haggerty couldn't catch a break. I feel like every time they went on offense, it just started pouring even more. It was so unfortunate for them. I mean, yeah. then Lake Mary would come back on offense. And, and then it would somehow it, settle. Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah. I uh, wasn't in favor of the Huskies. No. That was unfortunate for them. But uh, you know what I was actually impressed about that game is I think Haggerty's defense for kind of the circumstances held their ground pretty well. I mean, Haggerty turned the ball over four times in that game. Yeah. And Lake Mary almost always had good field position. And what, they give up 28 points? It's, it's not great, but I mean... Given the circumstances, that's pretty good. They had some good stops. I think two of their touchdowns were scored from within the red zone. Right. It's like, what, what are you going to do? You know, they, yeah. they really gave up that one big play to, to Caden. Yeah. And then other than that, I mean, I think they held up pretty well. So I think I think if that game was dry, we could have seen a, a – I'm not saying Haggerty would have won it necessarily, but it, it could have been a different outcome. It, w- it would have been a pretty close game, and I think the Huskies could have done it. Yeah, I think the biggest difference in the game was that Haggerty highly revolves around the passing game. Right. And obviously in the rain, it's obviously not going to be. I mean, they couldn't even get the snap off. No, they couldn't get the snap off. Passes were not looking pretty. And uh, the difference between uh, them and Lake Mary is Lake Mary has a pretty good run game. Yeah, they were good. And and they they executed everything well. Haggerty, just from the get-go, they they couldn't catch a break. So um, No. We kind of skipped right over to that recap game, so we might as well just kind of keep diving in the Lake Mary Haggerty game. Yeah. Um, we had, before the game, um, we had Logan Cook as one of our impact players, and boy, oh boy, he did not disappoint. I think he held up to our expectations. Got to see him play live. That was exciting. He had a touchdown, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. We got yeah. to see that. Uh, he, he looked good all around. I was also really, really impressed with Noah Grubbs. How about you? Yeah, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, good game for him. And then, I mean, if you had to wrap this game up into, into one player, who are you going with? I'm going to go with Michael McClinton. Michael McClinton. All over the place. All over the place. Freshman. Yeah. This kid is literally unbelievable. I know um, we actually just kind of keyed him out every play and like just, like, all right, let's watch Michael on this play. And every time he makes something happen. He's it, all over the ball. Yeah. I mean, he's running. He's great pursuit. Yeah. He's making plays all over the field. And and let's talk about his injury. Oh, my goodness. We, we, we I got mean, a scare. Yeah, we, we are really worried about Michael. Uh, he went down. I'm not sure how, uh, like what happened. I never got to see the play. The play was on the other side of the field. Uh, maybe he got tangled up with the lineman. I'm not sure. But we heard a, a scream, and it really scared <laughs> us. Like, I mean, it was, it was terrifying. And yeah, the it, only reason Brian's laughing right now is because Michael got right up. He got up and he was in the next play. <laughs> he, was in, he was in the next play and he and he balled out. It sounded like a horror scream. Yeah. So it, it and we're not messing with Michael. It just it genuinely scared us. <laughs> and then next play, 
It's like, what were we so scared about? He's he's fine. Yeah. So you know what? I, I don't know what happened to Michael. I'm glad he's okay. Thank yeah, God. I, mean, I was really worried. From the scream, it sounded like he was done for yeah. the game, for the playoffs. Yeah. And then he's in the next play. In so the next play. Kid's a warrior out he, there. He's definitely a warrior. I, I'm sure it was, a, I don't know, bad stinger, maybe twisted his ankle or something. I think he limped off and then sprinted back on the field. And maybe he can share the feedback with us with what yeah. went wrong. We have absolutely no idea. Yeah, but Michael, we are absolutely your biggest fans, man. I think you are a power five guy. I think offers are going to start rolling in for you you're going to just keep growing yeah I mean you can tell that you know I mean he's he's a big kid for a freshman but you can tell you know he's not full grown yet he's very skilled too oh man he's so talented he is so talented and and we're going to talk about him more in this podcast later on but he definitely deserves our shout out he he won the uh, most valuable player of the game if you ask me absolutely so yeah, very very happy that he was not actually injured on that play, just just shaken up. But man, I remember we were scared. We heard him scream, and we looked at each other like, "Oh my god, this could be really bad." <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you think the worst automatically. Absolutely. And uh, thank 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 the Lord that he's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on that game? I mean, we got we're gonna go into our next game. I mean, uh, Seminole versus Lake Mary uh, this weekend. I mean, let's talk yeah. about first off. Let's talk about that Seminole Mandarin game. Oh yeah. So Seminole traveled all the way to Mandarin, which still I think we still can't wrap our heads around why Seminole yeah, Seminole's a higher it. seed. Not sure how it got worked up to where Seminole traveled to Mandarin. They were the number one seed in the area. I'm not. Yeah. I, I still have no idea how, but. Uh, We'll we'll yeah. continue talking about it. It didn't it didn't end up mattering. Uh, no. Seminole takes the dub. They almost blew the lead though. Yeah, uh, I know that you were following the game and you saw they were up sixteen zero at a point. Um, I think it was hilarious. Um, so Seminole ended up falling. They were ended up trailing later on in the game. Yeah, yeah. And they, they kept every time uh, something happened in that game, Lake Mary would announce it. Uh huh. Um, and obviously, all the Lake Mary fans hate. Seminole. I yeah. Mean, that is the, you know, they're next door neighbors. They hate each other. They always have. So every time they would say something about Seminole losing, you know, everyone start cheering. And I just, I thought that was pretty, pretty funny. And uh, it's going to be awesome to see them go up against each other now. I know. I mean, I know that Seminole uh, beat the daylights out of them the first time. So, but you know what? It's, it's that's not in Seminole's favor. No. Because I think every time you beat the crap out of someone the first time, it's it harder to back. beat them the second time. <laughs> yeah. They're ready. Yep. And uh, Lake Mary looks like a team that's ready. They look good. They looked really good all around. They were not in ideal weather, and I think they still played well. They executed. They had a lot of drops, but I mean, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. That weather was just horrible. You that couldn't was, even see the ball. I was wearing jeans, and it was so yeah. uncomfortable. A poor choice of outfit for Brian over here. Yeah. Uh, he was wearing jeans, and uh, I think your blue jeans turned to black jeans. Absolutely. Were, yeah, it was not comfortable. I would highly recommend not wearing jeans. Uh, we didn't che- see it coming. Or though. checking the weather before or bringing an umbrella. Yeah, we didn't see. Well, I, I know we were talking to a couple uh, people in the stands, and they were saying that uh, it wasn't supposed to rain. Yeah. So I know we didn't check the weather because I didn't see it coming. No. But, man, yeah, that happened. So um, what's our next game? We got Oviedo. They beat Wharton. And you know what? I thought Oviedo – Lost it. We were we are keeping up with that game, obviously as well. Yeah. And um, you want to cover what happened? They were they were losing, and they uh, the game got to overtime, and yeah. one of our impact players, DJ Scott. Who else? Game winning two point conversion. I mean, who else? This man is a beast. He's unbelievable. He's so clutch. I think that's a, a good way to describe him. Yeah. But uh, I just definitely want to give a shout out to Vito's coaching staff, their head coach. Um, what is uh, Greg? 
Oderno. Greg Oderno. God, I'm sorry. Just had a complete whiff of the brain there. So many names were going over. Um, but oh my gosh, shout out to shout out to Coach Oderno uh, for that ballsy call. Yeah. I mean, he. You know what? When a coach has all that adrenaline, he's going for the win. Yeah. You know, he he trusted his offense. He put the ball in his playmaker's hand, DJ Scott, and it paid off. And in high school, I mean, you got to think on a two point conversion, they're taking it from the three yard line. Right. That's tough to stop. Tough to stop. But you know what's risky about it, especially running the ball? There's no reviews. No. So you have to make it clear. And you know what? I think the touchdown was clear as day. I saw some debate on it on Twitter. I thought it was <clears throat> ridiculous. I think it was clear as day. DJ got his whole, I mean, he got the whole ball in. Let's talk about that official making the right call. Yeah, great officiating. Great Because, I mean, it's bang, bang. It happens quick. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think it was clear he got his hand over. I think maybe it's, uh, you know, that maybe he's, they were worried about him being down first. But if you see the side angle, I saw, um, I think Coach Odierno actually posted a good angle of it. Um yeah, it was it was crystal clear that he was in. And one more shout out to that reporter who took the video. Oh, was it a reporter that took it? Yeah, it was okay. a reporter. But um Okay, yeah. I think we're talking about a different video. Are you talking about the head on shot? I saw that from one. The, from the that. from the end zone? I saw the I saw both. You saw both. Oh, yeah. I was talking about the one from the end zone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, regardless, we saw that he was in. Yeah, he was in. So shout out <laughs> shout out to DJ. Shout out to the Oviedo Lions. And uh, we'll talk about the matchup that they have coming up soon as well. I think uh, Oviedo can turn some heads. You know, they're, they're definitely not a team to reckon with. And then uh, the last and definitely the least exciting game, football fans, for neutral football fans, it was not exciting. But for Winter Park fans, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, they beat the brakes off Lake Brantley. Two times in a row. Back-to-back yeah. back weeks. Yeah, not a good matchup uh, for Brantley. I know that, you know, I know they were injured a little bit, but I think overall Winter Park's just... They're just one of the best programs in the state right now. Winter Park is not a team to mess with. No, I think they're definitely a contender. Um, I know our boy Aiden Warner. How many? What do you have? Four touchdowns? Four touchdowns, 251 yards. Yeah, unreal. This was our first team Citrus Gridiron offensive quarterback. Yeah, and, and there well you go. Well deserved. I and mean, there, you've, there you go. Yeah. And that's the reason right there that Aiden got that award. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. And, you know, that's not a bad Lake Brantley defense. And you know he's going against the Harris Twins, blitzing right. them every play. Also also first-team guys on our list. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Aiden, Aiden comes up with a huge, huge marquee win over – Lake Brantley. What was the final score of that game? Thirty-one to zero. Thirty-one to zero. Winter Park defense. Shout out to them. I feel like we don't give them enough credit. Absolutely they, deserve it. They gave Brantley the goose egg. Torian Roberts obviously playing both ways. He had a ninety-four yard touchdown, and it was beautiful. I mean, all he did was day. run a fly, and he just burned the the cornerback. Just, just, just out athleted him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to, to phrase that, but that's what he did. He was just a better athlete, um, like he always is. Honestly. Uh, and then uh, we wanted to give a shout-out. Three uh, three of those four touchdowns that Aiden Warner had were thrown to Isaiah Jean Baptiste. Yeah. So, heck of a game for him as well. Yeah. I mean, all around, Winter Park is just... Everywhere. All season, they have been phenomenal. I believe yeah. they only lost the one game to Okoe in overtime. Yeah. And that's so, not a bad team. No, Okoe's good. Uh, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. This postseason. I completely agree. I definitely think that's a very, very dangerous team. Just stacked at every position. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the Wildcats. They have a big game coming up that we will talk about soon. But first, 
We're going to go ahead and talk about our keys to victory for some of the best games coming up this week, and we'll also throw in our game predictions. We have Mainland traveling over to Rockledge, a game that I personally am very excited about. Uh, Mainland just came off a huge win against Ogali. Yeah. And we've been Ogali fans all year. I thought they were going to be, you know, a team to make it semifinal state. You know, yeah. I mean, they got four stars all over the field. They're just elite all around the field. But you know what? Mainland is a big play team. They create so many big plays. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, Ajay Harrell and James Randall are key examples. Yeah. And that's what we actually put down as our Mainland key to victory. Um, create big plays. Those two guys right there, Harrell and um, and Randall, super dangerous when it comes to big plays. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing it all year, and they've been doing it against elite defenses as well as elite cornerbacks. They do it against zone coverage. They do it against man coverage. You know, these guys are, are, are really um, dangerous. And um, I would say that the key victory for Rockledge would be to limit those big plays. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? For sure. They have an absolutely elite defensive back in Jalen Hayward. He's the number two safety in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, It's insane. Yeah, he can go wherever he wants. Um, Can we just acknowledge how amazing the talent is in this area? It's it's honestly very fun to to review film, yeah, and just analyze these guys and And look forward to matchups. Like it really makes our lives very very fun. Right, I agree. So Jalen Hayward is going to have to bring his A game against Mainland's receiving core. Uh, I think Mainland in in Ajay Harrell and James Randall. I think they're two kind of the the best of both worlds. I think Ajay, as we both know, he's a guy that you can throw it off, give him a quick screen, give him a slant, and he's gonna he's gonna make people miss. He's gonna he's gonna find a way to score or at least you know a big gain. I mean, almost all of his highlights are what ten yard passes max, and this guy's you know, creating 80 yards out of it. Yard after the catch. Yeah, he's a a yak bro. And then we got James Randall, who's a deep threat. So he's a great route runner. He's got a great release. He's got good hands. He's very natural. So I really think that Rockledge is going to have their hands full with these guys. And then we obviously have uh, Demarcus Creasy at quarterback for Mainland, who's elite. Mm -hmm. And and he's he's a, a dual threat guy. He can do it all. So Rockledge has a very, very good defense. We, we've obviously talked about their offense all year, but I think the key to victory for this game is to limit those big plays that Mainland can do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there we go. Do you want to talk about our uh, predictions for this game? Who do you have winning this one? This one's tough. I mean, I was very shocked that Mainland beat Ogali. Yeah, I think we all had Ogali on that yeah, one. Yeah, we went Ogali. Um, I'm going to go Rockledge. They've, they barely lost to Coco a couple weeks ago, 2820. Mm-hmm. Um, they're elite. Yeah, they're a good team. Yeah, uh, beat Ogali thirty-five-zero. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm gonna take Rockledge at home. Yeah, I, I'm going Rockledge as well. Eddie Combs, um, that receiver out of Rockledge that we've spoken about earlier. I think he was on our first team as well. Uh, they've got offense, uh, the uh, elite, probably the best offensive line in the state. I'm largely. interested to see how that offensive line goes against Ramon McCullough. Yeah. That's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, good call. That is a good matchup. Mainland's D-line all around is pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely going to be a sight to see. Yeah, I'm going Rockledge as well. I think I think they're just so well-rounded. And uh, I, I love Mainland. I love their offensive weapons. But I do think Rockledge uh, pulls this one out in a very, very close game. I'm saying, I'm saying as close as 
six points. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. And yeah. and uh, Tim went mainland on this yeah, one. Yeah, he went the other way. He, he went ahead and picked mainland on this one. So, you know what? That could very well happen. You know, if, if mainland were to win this one, I wouldn't be shocked by any means. No. You know, they're definitely a, a state contender caliber team. And, I, you know, what I was thinking earlier is that I'm really excited about for this playoff is I really think all these teams, especially the ones that we're discussing today, legitimately have a shot at getting pretty far in this playoff. I mean, this comp, this postseason, I, I don't know who's going to win states. No, it's usually, you know, especially when we went to school, you know, way back when and, and even leading up to now, I feel like you've always had that, like, okay, like, this is the team. Yeah. You know, Popka was the team for so long, you know. So it's like now there's so much competition that's mm-hmm. spread out and there's so much talent everywhere all the way from the seniors this year to, you know, Michael McClinton, freshmen making plays, sophomores, you know, all, all these guys, Jalen Hayward, all the, all these elite players, you know, from all over the place making all these plays. And that's just exciting because you know it's just going to be like this for years to come because all this talent is still there. You know, the senior class is great, but these sophomores, juniors, I mean, shoot, some of the freshmen we've watched, are really, really talented. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these key players that we're talking about are underclassmen. So uh, getting a little off off topic, but I just got really excited about thinking about the future of, of, you know, Central Florida football. Yeah, I mean, we were a little bit worried for a little bit a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, but now, I mean, it's better than ever. Yeah, it is. We were worried. I think there was a little bit of a slump. Uh, there was still talent, but there was a little bit of a slump in terms of recruiting, you know, elite, athletes you know that kind of world the recruiting world I think our area wasn't producing as much as usual and then uh, now we're I think Central Florida's at an all-time high in my opinion I I don't think think I've ever seen this many guys you know power five type caliber players going you know we're gonna we're gonna be watching the draft and you know four or five years from now, six, seven years, whatever. We're going to remember talking about those yeah. guys on the Citrus. <laughs> I think there's going to be some Citrus Gridiron alum. Yeah. Some guys that we've talked about. And uh, one more off topic. Sorry, I'm just, you know me. I can, Come on. I can, I can talk about football for days. We are going to be interviewing people this offseason. That is our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to talk all recruiting, personal life, and just kind of like, you know, get to know people a little bit more. You know, you see them on film. We like to kind of, you know, find out who they are as a person and, and let everyone else know, you know, their common interest and, you know, what what is a factor for them in terms of recruiting? Do they want to be close to home? Do they want to, you know, be on TV? You know, so that's just something that we're planning on doing here at the Citrus Gridiron. So we'd love for you guys to follow us this offseason. Yeah. Super excited for that. So what's our next game we got? This one's pretty unique. I, I can't recall a time where these teams have played. Oviedo, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. Oviedo and Jones. Oviedo yeah. at Jones. Yeah. Traveling to Orlando for that game. Definitely, definitely out of Oviedo's scope of, you know, someone they usually have on their schedule. I don't I don't yeah, remember usually, the last time they've played. Usually playing those Seminole County teams. And right. I, I can't recall a time where they've ever played Jones, to be honest. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, but this one's going to be a unique game. Uh, our key factors for this one, Oviedo's just got to dominate the run game. I mean, yeah. DJ Scott. Omari, Muhammad, Wyatt. These Studs. guys, this is a two-headed monster in the backfield. And it all starts with the offensive line. Yeah. Open up those gaps for them. Yeah. Because we know how dangerous that Jones defense line is. Yeah. So uh, a huge, huge, huge task for that Oviedo offensive line. I don't have any doubt they can do it. What about uh, what about 
Ty Hilton versus yeah. Malik Bryan. Yeah, that's. I I'm mean, excited to hear about that one. Yeah, and uh, so Malik is—he's a guy that's all over the field. I don't—I don't think they'll line up every play necessarily. But no. th- these guys are going to go one on one throughout the game. I want to see highlights on that match. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did decide to go to uh, a game that we're going to discuss in a bit, but um, I would say this would have been my second choice if yeah. not. Um, but yeah, Ty Hilton playing against that defense line, not even just Malik. There's guys all over yeah. that, that Jones defensive line that, uh, are, are definitely a force to reckon with. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I agree. The Oviedo's key to victory, definitely dominate on the ground. Get DJ Scott, get Amari Muhammad Wyatt, the ball, let them eat because you know, they can, these guys are, are stat monsters. These guys, you know, love contacts. They're, they're dangerous with the ball in their hands. So, that is Oviedo's key to victory, in my opinion. And then what was Jones' key to victory? Jones just needs to get a passing game going early. Yeah. You got to establish a passing game. Uh, get Derek Rogers the ball. Get Derek Rogers the ball, one of the best receivers in the area. Yeah, no doubt. They just have to get that uh, that passing game established early because obviously their, their offense relies a lot on the ground. Right. So if you can kind of develop a balance between the two, really works in their favor. Absolutely agree. And then I also had a note that they need to create turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Vito, we know they're dangerous. DJ Scott is a guy that, you know, can go for 200 any given day. They need to create turnovers. I know they're more than capable of doing it. And uh, I think that will be a key. And then not only create turnovers, but get points off turnovers. Mm-hmm. You know, really, really change the momentum in the game. Because Oviedo is a team that really thrives off momentum. So, uh, you know, that's not a team you want to let get going. Because once they're going, they're gone. Yeah. So uh, that's that's my key to victory for them. I know Tim picked Jones for this game. Are you, are you right there with him? Yeah, I'm going to go Jones as well. I just think all around they're just too good. Yeah, I think I think this one's going to be closer than a lot of people think. I think uh, people are going to lean towards Jones. You know, they've kind of been a, um, you know, a, a powerhouse throughout the whole year. Um, I think you know guys like Noel Keller and Oviedo can can really slow down Jones' defense. I think that's another important thing for them to do. I mean, uh, slow down Jones' offense. Sorry, um, but yeah, I'm going to go Jones as well. I think the Tigers are going to pull this one off. Um, I've been from the start thinking that Jones is is might end up with a ring on their finger by the end of the season. <laughs> you know Tim's going with his Cowboys with a K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's still he's still on uh the Cowboys winning states, but uh <laughs> I think I think the Jones Jones Tigers can get it done. Yeah, I agree. All righty, next game, really super excited for this one too. I think these are two pretty equally balanced teams, wouldn't you say? A Coe travels over to West Orange. So many good games this week. Uh, yeah. I mean it was just so hard to choose one game to go to. Oh, man. I mean, we really wish that we could go to all these games at yeah. the end of the day. But mm-hmm. um, this is one game where uh, Okoe, their key to victory is stopping Jordan Bridgewater. A million percent. I mean, this kid is a lethal weapon out there at receiver. Um, he gets downfield. Uh, I think he had over 730 yards receiving yeah. on the year. Mm-hmm. And he's only a junior. Right. I mean, he's got to go against a tough matchup. Zachary Tobe, uh, obviously a uh, very good defender. Yeah, Illinois commit. Illinois commit. Uh, Bridgewater, no offers, I think you were telling me. No offers. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, no offers from what I saw, at least. Wow. Um, but, Zach, I mean, Zach, Zachary Tobe is definitely uh, pretty locked down in man coverage. Yeah, he's a seatbelt for sure. 
And uh, I think Bridgewater all around is just a great route runner. He's got great hands. He's fast. He's a great athlete. I like his release, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And then we all know QB1 can get it to him, Trevor Jackson. So, um, yeah, Tobe's got him. He's definitely got himself a matchup. And it's not just Bridgewater. That that West Orange whole offense, all those receivers are pretty good over there. Um, and then, like I said, you know, their, their quarterback in game is, is great. So, uh, I, I completely agree with you. That is a huge, huge key to victory for a They need to slow down that lethal passing attack. And I think, uh, both these teams are sleeper dark horse teams. hundred percent. So the winner out of this is, uh, really, they could really make some noise later on in the playoffs and, and, and be a dark horse. Oh dude, I'm telling you right now, if I had to pick one, I'm saying West orange is my dark horse. They're my Cinderella story. These guys are these guys are really really dangerous, and I think they've got playmakers all over the field. They got playmakers at all the right spots, and uh, that leads me to my next point. West Orange key to victory is Dominic Madrid, and that rest of that orange West Orange defense containing our very own Keandre Jones. Yeah, this guy. I mean, he's got to be averaging over 100 yards a game, Keandre. He is balling out this year. And we knew he would from the start. Yeah. First we, we, we talked about him preseason, that he's going to be one of the best in the state, and he has definitely proven us right. Keandre Jones is very dangerous. Obviously, he is part of a Coe's key to victory, getting him going. But honestly, at this point, it's a given. He's going to get going. But Dominic Madrid is an elite linebacker, in my opinion, and that, that West Orange defense is nothing to play around with. I think if they contain him... And when I say contain, I mean, what, 70, 80 yards, because you know he's going to get going. Uh, if, if they contain him, that makes the difference between winning and losing, in my opinion. So mm. that's my key to West Orange. Who do you got winning this one? Man, that's a great question. I got West Orange. I think uh, Trevor Trevor Jackson and uh, Dominic Madrid, those guys are going to lead the, lead the Warriors to a victory. I completely agree. Yep, and so does Tim. So it's three, a, three yep. for three on West Orange on that one. But you know what? Just like I said earlier, I wouldn't be surprised with any of these outcomes. Of these Any team can beat any team. All these I games mean, are pretty is, even if you ask me. Yeah. I think uh, West Orange will get it done. But, man, I, I, I won't bat an eye if a Coey does because I, I think they're definitely capable. Of, I think at the end of the day it's really a 50-50 game. I mean, obviously, statistically any game is. But um, I think a Coey is, is definitely talented enough to – to pull off a dub. For sure. All righty. Now we got our biggest rivalry of the week. Lake Mary travels over to Seminole, a game that you don't want to miss. No. Yeah. So uh, what's uh, Lake Mary's key to victory on this one? Slowing down Michael Key. I mean, Braden Marshall, he's got his hands full with Michael Key. Um, That's going to be a good matchup, right? That's a D1 matchup right there. Yeah, I mean, Braden Marshall didn't really get much action against Haggerty, obviously, in the downpour of rain. Yeah, they weren't uh, they throwing were, the they ball They weren't throwing the ball. He wasn't really involved much in that game, obviously. He had some good tackles in the open field. Um, but, yeah, I agree. He's got to slow down those uh, Seminole receivers. Yeah, I mean, they got a couple studs out there over at Seminole, and it's going to be an interesting game. I know that, um, like I said earlier, uh, Seminole beat the brakes off of them the first time. Yep. But like you said earlier, it's hard to do that twice. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm interested to see the outcome of this game. Yep. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people expect. Right. Um, obviously, like like we said, it's a very difficult to beat a team twice in the same season. For sure. Um, so I think uh, if, as long as uh, Michael McClinton 
can really add pressure to the quarterback, whether it's Luke Rucker or David Parks uh, back in the backfield. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. could be a key factor in them being successful on defense. Completely agree. Michael McClinton is obviously a huge a huge role. You definitely don't want one of those seminal quarterbacks to get comfortable in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Their receivers are way too talented to let a quarterback get comfortable in the pocket because you know eventually they're going to get open. You know, um, corners can only defend for so long. Yeah. So uh, don't let Seminole get comfortable in the pocket. That's my key to victory for Lake Mary. And then my Seminole key to victory is Jordan Perkins slowing down the run game and that short pass game that we know Lake Mary is so dangerous with. Jordan Perkins has a lot on his plate. He's got a, there's there's talented players all over the field for Lake Mary. Markel Jones is now playing running back, getting reps at running back with Lang not being available. We got Logan Cook and and Caden Harsberger in the open field. They're lethal. These guys get the ball in their hands and, and they make stuff happen. They're they're yards after catch guy as well. I know Caden uh, had a, a huge touchdown against Haggerty. Yeah, that was yeah. A, that was 75, 80 yards. Yeah, he he was gone. So uh, I think Jordan Perkins is a guy that we, we – he's one of our favorite guys in the area. Um, he's a sideline-to-sideline side type player. He's a guy that would, you know, go out in the flats and defend a screen. You know, he'll defend these these run plays, any trick plays. That's going to be Jordan Perkins mm-hmm. to slow them down. And I think that's Seminole's key to victory is to slow that, that short pass game down. You know, don't allow the yards at their catch from Logan Cook and Caden Harshberger and – you know, that also plays a role in Lake Mary's key to victory is get, get those guys going, you know, because they're, they're very talented guys. Yeah. Yep. Who, who do you got for this one? <sighs> Man. <sighs> that this is, one, that this <laughs> one, it's harder than it looks for sure. Lake Mary. You going Lake Mary? I'm going, I'm going upset. I think Lake Mary is going to pull a humongous upset um and and my reason for that is i think those guys that i was just talking about logan cook caden harshberger and then uh, noah grubbs at quarterback i think like i said against Haggerty, there were some drops right yeah it was pouring down rain if this game's not pouring down rain those routes i saw those dudes were open that's a lot of points they dropped right there. I know that's that's a different defense than the Seminole defense, obviously. Uh, you can't compare those two. But there's so many playmakers on Lake Mary that I, I don't doubt that they can get it done, and I think they're going to. I think this is it's a revenge-type game. I think Seminole has way more to lose in, in their standpoint. You know, they were a, a state champion recently. Um, I think this is Lake Mary's everything. This game is everything to Lake Mary. Um, so I think the Rams pull it off. Man, that would be just such a story, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, it would be. I think uh, I think Seminole's going to win. Oh, there goes the story. <laughs> I think Seminole's going to win. Uh, I really do like David Parks at quarterback. I think he's proven to be very successful. Yeah, how do you get two good quarterbacks? Two good like quarterbacks. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, like we said earlier, uh, Jordan Perkins has a lot on his plate. Yeah. I think uh I think he's gonna do I think he's gonna have a phenomenal game. He's gonna have at least ten tackles. Yeah. Um and they got some solid receivers. I'm not obviously they got Braden Marshall, but how many how many defensive backs can cover all those weapons that Seminole has? Yeah, they're all over the, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I just think Seminole is too talented. And I'm gonna take Seminole on this one and Tim did as well. Yep. 
All right. So I'm the only Ram on this one, but uh, I don't give a Ram. I think the Rams are going to do it. God, I hated that. I just said that. Um, all right. So our last, uh, but definitely not least game, the game that we will be in attendance for, Winter Park travels right down Vic Road to take on Apopka. What's Winter Park's key to victory? Got to establish a run game earlier, kind of similar to, to uh, Jones establishing a pass game. Yeah. They got to establish a run game early. I'm right there um, with you. Obviously, Aiden Warner, uh, the stats prove that he is arguably the best quarterback in the area. Yep. He's our favorite quarterback in the area. Mm-hmm. Got to establish a run game with him early yep. uh, to really open up the passing game for him. Obviously, Apopka is a very good run defense consistently very. year Cave after call. year. <laughs> yeah, year after year. Um, I think if they can establish that run game early, Aiden Warner has a big game. Yeah, I like that. I, I really do like that. Um yeah, I think I think yeah. I I mean I did there's really nothing to add. I think Winter Park uh they're so well-rounded, you know, there's not really a weak link. Mm-hmm. Um if, if there was, I would say no, I'm not even going to say it. I I don't think there is a weak link. I think if they if they run the ball well, which is I think that's going to be the most difficult thing. Let me say that. I think running the ball this game is going to be the most difficult thing. For sure. For Winter Park. Apopka's very good front. Very, very talented front. So Winter Park's offensive line has to be dogs. The running backs have to be dogs. And then, just like you said, that opens up the pass game. That gets Torian Roberts. That gets Gene Baptiste. That gets these guys open. And that gives Aiden Warner a field day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely Winter Park's key to victory. APK's key to victory would be the exact opposite, Cave and Call and the rest of that pass rushing defense to get to Aiden Warner. Put the pressure in his face. Don't let him get comfortable. He's a pocket passer. Yeah, yeah. and he's a and he's a human being that makes mistakes. And uh, you're a lot more likely to make a mistake if if uh, Caven calls in your face. <laughs> yeah, I mean the kid's massive, and he's a beast. He's a beast. I mean, we saw him live. Yeah, made one of the best plays we've ever seen live. Yeah, this kid's a stud. It's a stud. I mean, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm excited to see him live again uh, against Winter Park. I think this one's gonna be. Very interesting game. I think Winter Park is one of the best teams in the area. I'm going to go Winter Park on this one at Apopka. Yeah, me too. I'm taking the Wildcats on this one. I think uh, Apopka's defense is definitely going to keep it interesting. Um, I think Aiden Warner might, uh, you know, he might be having to scramble a little bit more than he'd like just because that Apopka front's so good. But I think the Wildcats pull it off because I think their offense is so much more established. They're well-rounded. Apopka's offense is young. Uh, they have a lot of learning to do. They're definitely talented, though. But if a pocket pulls it off, it's it's going to be a, a defensive game, in my opinion. And come down to coaching. Yeah, coaching. I mean, and there's both there's coaches on both sides that are just world class coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, great teams, uh, amazing programs. But uh, Winter Park pulls that one off, and Tim is with us. Uh, he picked Winter Park, and uh, that wraps up our podcast. Yeah, let's pray for some uh, some clear skies this week, please. Clear skies, healthy players, and good football. And good sportsmanship. Yep.